of my Hershey stains. I wanna poop on you too. Yes, I sir. In your food. I wanna piss on you. I wanna shit on you. Make my life completed when I turn your face to a toilet seat. Okay, OBJ. Yes. Yes, sir. If you recognize that delicious track from Chappelle, you might be OBJ, who we found out this week has a bit of a scat fetish. What kind of fucking fetish is that? I've heard of people peeing on each other. I heard the Cleveland steamer thing. Always thought it was kind of a joke. Yeah, you get into that like urban dictionary. And it's like nobody does any of this stuff. Right. <laughs> so if you haven't heard uh, Odell Beckham, there's no other easy way to say it. He likes to be shit on. Evidently. It gets allegedly. Him, it gets him sexually randy. Um, I need somebody to explain it. I actually like Googled it. I was like driving from Orlando where we had our draft party up to St. Augustine. And I'm like Googling it. And then I'm like, I don't want this on my Google search. No, definitely not. <laughs> Start a porn hub. I'm sure there's uh, some part of video references. Because there's some fetishes that are so out there, but you kind of get them. You're like, oh, okay, maybe in another life I could get into this. Yeah. Under no circumstance. Is everything about getting like shit. You're pulsed by it. You, you walk into a bathroom and it smells like shit. You want to get away. Imagine being so incensed in the moment you're like girl yeah i don't get it man <laughs> would you have for dinner the, the worst part of my the worst part of my day every day is cleaning up Ooh. after my dog <laughs> <laughs> for real dude i gag sometimes like yeah yeah dude i just don't get like all right pissing on still don't get getting pissed on but at least urine is sterile right it's sterile right. so you can, okay like you know it's sterile like i mean it's it's called a golden shower well, i assume most people do it in the actual in bath the shower in the bathtub God, shower so. area if i told you that a player in the nfl like to be shit on obj would probably be easily in your first three you, you you'd probably guess him number one and i i'd love to hear it like go back reverse prior to the story i'd love to hear just someone in the nfl likes to be shit on who do you think that is uh, it's like gotta be their OBJ. That is correct. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say. I mean, Earl Thomas comes is front of mind yeah. when it comes to like weird sex stuff. Yeah, why not? Um, or like Aaron Rodgers for some reason. Mm -hmm. But yeah, OBJ. I, it wouldn't be long before I landed there. I, I could see some like dirty, gross lineman too. Some I, some guy you don't know. Yeah. I could even get somehow. Like I don't get it. But even if there was like a power trip about shitting on somebody, I could kind of get that. Right. That makes a little more sense. Well, the, our, the, well, at least the dynamics different. Well, in our, well, R. Kelly liked to piss on people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. after you find out what a scumbag that is, got that guy is, you get it. It's like a power trip thing. Right. Could you imagine, like, as a kid, you know, the, the old saying was like, yeah, to assert yourself at your new school, go up to the biggest kid and punch him in the face. What if it's like, go up to the biggest kid and go shit on him in the stall? <laughs> and if he likes it, maybe you guys were meant to be. Well, well yeah. I mean, shit, if, if you ever live with roommates, like, you'll go and shit in their bathroom to establish dominance on them, right? Dude, I... I <laughs> No. Not, right. not you're like right. No, not, no. You guys done that, right? <laughs> no, I, I usually have sex with someone on top of them while they're that's, sleeping. Yeah, that's how you yeah. show dominance. At Kyle David, have sex See, in their bed. Newman's ass cheeks come over the stall next time. Be be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> no, not shit on you while you're shitting. No, like, I'm just gonna what? go into your bathroom and take a shit. It's one of the oddest stories I've seen in quite a while. From from a meme page perspective, I woke up and it was the first thing I saw. It was a bar stool article, and it goes, "You're gonna want to Google what." <laughs> It's trending right now about Odell Beckham. I'm like, oh, Lord, I got to fucking hear this. Yeah. Worst case scenario from what I expected. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. What a way to start out the 2020 NFL season. That's the only way. 
Thank you, OBJ. Yeah, w- welcome to fantasy f- or to football week uh, 101 here. You know, you know, so, you know, someone Googled OBJ projections just so you get a feel for their player going into week one. Like, do you oh think somebody, do you think somebody just released the rumor so that he, his fantasy stock would drop a little bit so that they could I pick kinda, him later? I hope so because he is a guy that he strikes me as a guy that doesn't give a fuck. People, yeah. there's rumors that he's gay. I don't give a shit, dude. Right. He's banging hot supermodels out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's also banging some skanks, but he's out there like. Go running through it. If he's gay, it's like who cares? This guy also bangs hotter women than any of us ever will. Yeah, so, I think he hasn't said anything about it, which I think is the right move. Just, I think he's Teflon. Yeah, I think he knows he's a shit, and it's like, oh, what people think I like to be shit on, <laughs> might yeah. as well. Oh, he, 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 he's definitely getting a Charmin endorsement by oh, the end dude, of this. Dude, that'd you, be sick. A good, a good agent. Ma- yep. Could you imagine a commercial with the baby wipes, the Charmin bears? And then, like, you know, the Charm Bears, they're always, like, next to a tree. And, like, the whole thing is, like, weird anywhere way with, with the bears. Imagine OBJ, like, a cartoon OBJ, like, coming oh, out. Nice. like Just peeks out from behind the tree. Dude, I Charmin fucking sees the day. Oh, yeah. Carpe diem on uh, OBJ. It, dude, it would be a hit. Yeah. It would undoubtedly be a hit. It would be worth $8 million for Charmin to fucking just throw that out there and be like, okay, everyone's going to laugh at this. It's going to go viral instantly. Charmin. There you go. I'm your new marketing guy. Yeah, yeah. Commercial. About three weeks later, you're gonna start just hearing a bunch of stories, getting a bunch of videos. Oh, yeah, I like to do it too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> OBJ was the pooping out. pioneer. <laughs> I've been in the closet about my pooping fetish for many years, and OBJ he paved the way he, for people he, like me. Such a courageous individual. Yeah, he's oh, courageous, man. man. He's brave. So speaking of shitty news, Von Miller oh. found out that on the last <laughs> rep of, of practice, yeah. it's oh, a human segue. <laughs> he uh, did like tore a ligament in his leg and is basically pretty much expected to be done for the season. No, not basically. Like he's done. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. completely done. That's oh, brutal, shitty. man. That last sucks. play. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That and that's. Sucks. A, I mean, it's a guy who who was you know he's plateaued. He's probably on the backside of his peak. Right. Um, he probably loses, you know, one or two years total total life, you know, lifespan in the NFL off of that. I mean, this is his last chance to have a really good year, yep. you know, with a good defense. Yeah, I, think, but, I mean, he last, was primed and ready, man. I, mean, I he, think he was too. Yeah, he, he was ready. And, I think yeah. the Broncos were ready to have just an explosive defense. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, I think that definitely alters any not chance to win a lot of games, but if, to win a lot of games. And then so Sutton comes be, up non-contact. Mm-hmm. Corlin yeah. Sutton comes up non-contact injury, yeah. uh, which is, I mean, typically not good. So yeah. it's, it's sh- getting sh- shoulder injury. They said he's um, expected to return. Like it's not going to be season yeah. ending. But, but still, uh, I mean, they, they, I feel like, you know, losing Vaughn kind of lessens the margin of error they had there. And, and Sutton's probably their best sure. offensive produ- producer. So yeah. much can happen in a week. Just, I think it was just last week or the week before we were previewing the AFC West. We were all giving our picks. I took the Broncos at definitive number two. Of course, you're always taking the Chiefs at number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really confident. Man, you lose your number one wide receiver and one of the best, you know, edge rushers of all time. Mm-hmm. I suddenly I, I doubt my pick. Br- brings yeah. it a little bit closer to the rest of the pack. Yeah, I think Oakland could get in there. You know, the Chargers. Who knows about the Chargers? They're, they're one of the most confusing teams in the NFL. But they also lost uh, Derwin James. So who knows? Yeah, right. Stuff. The thing about the Chargers for me is just that they're always hurt. Their guys are always yep. hurt. They, I don't know like, what it is. Nobody has more suffers more injuries than the Chargers every single year. As a Steelers fan, I'll definitely argue that, but that's for another time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take your argument any day, any day you want on that. <laughs> but anyway, let's go to another tight end, or a, I'm sorry, defensive end. Jump jump to the other side. Uh, 
where a guy just returning to play, Davion Clowney signs with the Titans. There was the rumor. Did you hear the rumor about the Saints? Yeah. So the trade the, with the Browns or whatever to acquire him. The, yeah. Ra- the Ravens actually were trying to make the same move. And that, yeah. I, obviously, you can't fault them. Um, saves cap, and you're just trading picks for it. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, technically by the rules was not illegal, but the NFL, um, they have shown a propensity to go kind of outside the rules when it comes to cap circumvention. Yeah. Uh, they did to the Redskins back when they were front-loading and back-loading those, those monster contracts. Mm-hmm. Technically, at the time, it wasn't illegal, but they hit them with a lost draft pick, and they said, you know, that we know what you're doing. Yeah. And they quickly closed that loophole. So I'm sure right. we'll see another, you know, rule... Uh, added to the CBA as far as what can be done to you know, circumvent cap. But well, basically like a sign and trade. Sure, yeah, it was going to be like a sign and trade, which is very common practice in basketball, right? right? But not so much in football. So it, it would have been, it would have been in very interesting. I don't think I've really seen one. So Especially I mean, that's a substantial amount of money. It was like the $5 million bonus the, due. The only versions of the sign and trade that you might see in football is like uh, such and such player gets franchise tagged the team has no intention of actually playing him but they franchise tagged him so they can get retain his rights right. and then trade him right and then they get that compensation value in right. the draft yeah. yeah i'm just so glad we're talking about football and it's not just oh man i can't wait is it gonna it's, happen it's here is, yeah yeah tonight we're gonna avoid talking about the chiefs game uh during this podcast because this won't actually air till tomorrow so we're not even really touch that uh, because it'll be outdated info by the time it airs. The one thing but that's interesting, though, fucking about, excited about, this about the Chiefs, $633 million in guaranteed money at the quarterback position playing tonight, which obviously is a record all time. Uh, you know, half a billion of that being driven by Mahomes. But, I mean, that's a marquee quarterback matchup. I mean, that's definitely how you want to start the season. Dude, their defense is so good this year. Like, they're going to be a great team. They have a short window to do it because of all these massive <laughs> contracts that are about to hit. Mm-hmm. But if, man, they, they, they put it together, they got... Everybody that was holding out in the Chiefs. I mean, think about this. Chiefs are playing Houston tonight, and we're not going to talk about, talk about this too much. The starting line started at 10. These are two teams that were in the playoffs last year, and sure. Houston looked like they were going to dominate the Chiefs they in that were game. Up 24 yes. points. Or this shows like how much Vegas point. thinks of the Chiefs. It's the largest line of the week. Uh, by far, the only the only yeah. thing that I think the Chiefs are lacking is is probably offensive line play to a degree, and still a decent line. Where and <laughs> and, and wide receiver wide receiver depth. Du- Duvernay, uh, Laurent Duvernay, that that the offensive lineman they're missing the yeah. guard. Uh, yeah, I, I think just I think a, their offensive line's been pretty good. Yeah, it's an it's an average above average line. I mean, I'm saying if, if you have the nitpick, I mean the, the Chiefs are so good. Yeah, I mean um, they have the, they have the skill set, the comp, and they're they're so. weak at a wide receiver. But I think Mahomes erases all of that. I think they have enough there from from. You know Kelsey Hill, and I'm I'm a big believer in in their what they did in the draft. I mean, McCall Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, still whatever. But those are guys who Pringle. uh, (laughs) If if they if they never played with Mahomes, you wouldn't regard them the way you do. Sure. If you're Mahomes, uh, for your legacy, you got to get done this year. Like I said, the window the window's narrow. You're going to have probably the best defense you'll have for the rest of your career. You know, maybe maybe, maybe you pull together a, a good drafted team like years from now. This is the best defense he's ever going to have. So he's got to get it done this year. Yep. He's got to get it done. And see, what's funny about their defense is actually very spotty, um, but they've got good playmakers and key positions, which makes a difference. So, Agreed. Uh, like it's kind of like, it's, it's it's like their offensive line. You can, you can mask um, some weaknesses with... You know, I'm yeah. Big, big I'm, I'm a big believer. You need a you need a star or a above average player in every unit. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, you you can be a little bit weak on depth, but as long as you have a star at every level, you're good. And they do. Agreed. Yes, yeah. they absolutely do. Um, the Chiefs need to get it done this year. And man, Houston being such dogs, 
I'm rooting for him hard. I love Deshaun just, Watson. They can't stop anybody. So, so speaking you know, of Deshaun Watson, it's terrible. And and Derek alluded to it. Four year, hundred sixty million dollar contract extension yep. that he signed. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I think well, it's I deserved. It. I think it's actually a, re- a pretty good move out of uh, out of that four for the Texans. You know, we give Bill Bron- Bill O'Brien some some flack for not being a very good GM for certain issues. Uh, and Deshaun Watson, based on his track record, probably could have held him over the bench a while longer so that he could get more money out of him. But I think that's actually pretty decent. And I think that's why it's a four-year deal. It's a, kind of a short marriage if you look at, you know, the, mm-hmm. what, how long that deal could have been. If you look at what, you know, the, how Mahomes set the market. Um, I think that's very much a realization. Hey, I'm in this for the inter- the interim, but he's gonna have another big payday. How old is that. how old is Watson right now? Twenty four, like, maybe something like that. Yeah, 20, 24, 25. Yeah, that that contract so, stream play well, and you'll one, reset one, it. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. once once you know once the four years gets out, he's still gonna be in his prime, right? right. Like, well, let me ask you this. So I don't want to go through all these contracts because I think it's excessive. But tell me what your favorite of these extensions, these recent extensions. Tell me what your favorite is and your least favorite of these. From a player's perspective or from a team perspective? Doesn't matter. Just well, my least both. favorite's super easy. I don't get Keenan Allen. Um, Twenty a year. I don't think he's worth anything close to that. I think he's worth half that. I, I like Keenan Allen as a player, um, but this is the wrong time to do it. Mm-hmm. You wanna you wanna draft your wide receiver like this year. Like, if you think Herbert's the guy, like, he's not going to be the guy for another three years. So, you know what I'm saying? So, he's, he, Keenan Allen's going to be kind of washed up by then. This isn't the time to do it, I don't think. You know, I, I don't know. And I have a I tie. Contract, I have though. a tie for my two favorites. I really like the Cam, uh, Cam Hayward deal. I think that's a great discount for the, how important he is at that role and the, the fact that he can do both. He can rush the passer and stop the run. Um, hard to find guys like that. Uh, it, you know, a healthy, you know, JJ Watt, basically. Um, but, I really like the Cream Hunt deal too, dude. Cream Hunt deal is the best by yeah. far. They're getting him like from. If I'm Cream Hunt's uh, agent, I don't sign that deal. Sure, I, I, would, I wouldn't either. But at I the same Kareem time, Hunt, you have to know that the market is a little adjusted so, for him. Just so of his past. Here, here's dude, his he's way better than that. Here, here's his yeah. thought process, right? I think this is what they're thinking going into it. He, you know, he wasn't a high round draft pick. He, he you know, he was a mid round selection, so he didn't get a good good bonus, right? Sure. You know, played on a rookie deal for whatever three, four years, and he's barely, and he didn't even play all of that. So he got some of that money got deducted from his paycheck in terms of the suspensions and and uh, the fines. And then you get an opportunity for guaranteed money, right? Like if something gets happened to me this year, I've locked up some guaranteed money. Yeah, the, the running back position is weird too. So his first time get it's what's the most important million? Your first million, yeah. right? That's what they say. That's so he, he he locked it up. So and it's only a two year deal. He can potentially hit that's, the market again at a later date. That's the one thing that's weird to me on this one, though. Like that that average per year is usually indicative of like a four year deal. If mm-hmm. that was guaranteed money, if it's a two year deal, like if again, Drew, to your point, if if I'm his agent, like I'm not signing for less than ten a year. I'm not two, two, signing two, for anything right now. Two for yeah. twenty. His his reputation is completely in the dirt still. He had a good end of last year. Really good. I mean, he's super productive when he's on the field. He outpaced Chubb. He was a more productive back when he was on the field than, than Nick Chubb. <clears throat> Nick Chubb is an in-between. They complement each other beautifully. Chubb is a elite between-the-tackles runner. Uh, Hunt is an elite pass-catching running back. I love the duo of them, too. Mm-hmm. I'm Do really all. curious to see what they do with them. That contract is a fucking steal. Yep. You yep. are getting a top-10 talent at... Way less. Let's say half. If if you if you're judging by who, uh, running back from uh, Broncos. Why am I blanking? Melvin Gordon. If you're if you're judging it by his contract, you're getting it at pretty much half that value. 
And I think he's a better back than yeah. Melvin Gordon. So, boom. And he's younger right yes. now. So, he sure. will be 27 by the time he completes this. So, from his agent's perspective, he's like, dude, let's get a cash grab right now. But I don't agree with it. Sure. Play out this year. Play well. And fucking and, go and to another a, team. If it's a short-term cash grab, it has to be more cash. Yes. No. It has to be, I think 2 by 20 should have been what it was. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my favorite from a team perspective is Tredavious White. And it looks a lot better yeah. when you see what Jalen Ramsey signed for. Right? So, add an extra year. Way better. And 30 five million dollars is how you get to uh jalen ramsey yeah. so to me the bills are stealing right there trivia's right it, he might not be quite as good as jalen ramsey but i think it's pretty de- pretty de- it's, debatable it's very close it's pretty de- debatable so uh, i love that for for the bills and i uh, i mean yeah he, it's about time he earned some some cred i hate the deandre hopkins contract from, with from a team so perspective passion I, I love it from deandre hopkins perspective yeah. you don't even know how he's gonna play he, he deserves it man he, he's been he's been playing at a discount for most of his deserves so, what? so good he for a, him he has to put it down for the cardinals yeah. you don't even know what his chemistry is like with the quarterback there. oh i know it's good needless. for him well, well here's, I, I here's what we know he picks up chemistry with every quarterback he plays he's Dude, shown Marcus, that he can play with anybody but you're telling me they couldn't assign that deal four weeks from now oh no no the cardinals i'm with them for them i'm just saying i'm just saying good for hopkins Dude, really good for Hopkins, but holy fuck, dude. He's getting so, paid like a quarterback. But it, it was very open that before he was traded that there was already t- conversations around it. Like, you don't know what was said, what was promised, what the deadline was. If, yeah, they, if the agreement was, we'll have you signed by the time the season starts. So when I said he deserves it, I didn't mean from the Cardinals. I just meant like for his career production yeah, yeah, yeah. and how much he's been paid yearly sure. year in and out. I don't think anybody deserves anything for past production, but that's just me. For real? How, how about 115 I, I would agree with no you drops. if there, that, if that, there wasn't. That, that's, that'll never be touched. If we went back to the same NFL where there wasn't that rookie structure, you know, before the rookie structure and, and the limits on that, I would agree. But with the with their money being limited and what they can actually make versus talent, especially first-round guys, I get the past performance thing. But then again, like if you're, if you're Arizona, why are you paying for Houston's performance? Oh, but DeAndre Hopkins, listen, I'm a huge DeAndre Hopkins fan. I, I arguably reached for him at 13 in our fantasy draft. Uh, he was ADP like 16. Um, I reach for him. I'm a guy that likes to gamble on talent, especially in fantasy, especially as a team, always gamble on talent. DeAndre Hopkins is also a talent that is not going to decay rapidly over time. He's not a guy that relies entirely on his first step. His first step is important, but I think he'll be an elite player till he's 33. He runs good routes and and his catch radius is is insane. He catches everything. And the one thing that I do like about him in Arizona, and I'm not really worried about chemistry is Kyler Murray last year for all the faults and some of the critiques we had about, you know, his, his ability to stay in the pocket and pass and how they have to design the pocket around him. He was the most accurate deep ball thrower in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so I really like that with Hopkins. I love that all the just flyer studs that were coming out of Clemson out of those few years, the least yeah. likely guy is the guy that was just the absolute rock. I mean, I thought, you know, Sammy Sam Watkins, Watkins, I thought he was going to be a special player. CJ turns out Spiller. he's dumb as a fucking rock. And turns out DeAndre Hopkins is an incredible human being. Yeah. You heard the story about his, his mom. Uh, mom and yep. shit. He's a great guy. Well, great guy. He came from, I mean, he, he's seen the other side of it too. I mean, I, I know it's it's well known, but he was one of the, the people that received the house from from work done back when he was doing his whole thing. So yes. I think that really humbled him. Him and, him and Watson? Or who did we say? Sean. Oh, I thought, uh, I thought, I thought we said Watson. Hopkins. Sorry, I got oh, stuck. Oh, yeah, I yeah. thought we were talking about. Yeah, that's not uh, bad. Okay. Yeah, no, Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah, the Watson yes, received, with, with uh, his, his family received a house from work done when he was giving away yeah, yeah, yeah. homes to single parents, um, particularly single mothers. Yep. Similar situation to what he had. Deshaun Watson now is giving away homes himself, yeah. which is a great story. Who didn't? Work done's built, what, thousands of I homes? 200 something. I, yeah. I'll, I'll it, let you guys know number. later tonight. I'm going to call my mom. We may have received a home from work. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was single mom. I probably, I probably got a house from him. I don't that's even funny. know. 
<laughs> um, should we jump to picks? Yeah, we're going to jump to picks. Sure, I'm it. fucking so pumped. Yeah, uh, this man. is this is something that it was pretty much a lot of our pod. Uh, we're going to make a big rotation uh, on what this pod's about, and it's very much about Vegas. Uh, we're not going to be betting lines this year. We're just going to be giving you money line picks uh, because of the nature of lines, because of the, if you're listening to this podcast three days after it's released, those lines have probably been adjusted half point, one point. They're not really accurate anymore. Which and maybe our picks would have changed. Yep, 100%. it is. Point here and there makes So we're just giving difference. you money line picks, and we're going to keep trackered. Uh, uh, we're going to keep record of all of our picks. So you can go online, you can see exactly where we're at, and you can pick my picks because I have the best record. So uh, there we go. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it wasn't the best record last year, but okay. No, I, I, I kind of fell off towards the end, but it, it was neck and neck. Marcus was going to run away with it, I think. Or was it Derek that was running away? Derek pulled away in the last uh, two yeah. weeks. It was yeah. close, though. I think we were all pretty close. Yeah. We were all, we all finished above 500. Yeah, so. that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So the format of this is going to be all the primetime games. So in this case, uh, there's two Monday night games. So we're going to be picking both those. Uh, and then it is a random grab of three games. No, well, Sunday night, normal. Sunday, Monday, normally. We just got two Mondays. And right. then we'll have two random. Well, one, it'll be one Bucks game. We're going to pick the Bucks game every year for our listeners. Every week. Every week. Yep. And every, then, week. Um, every week. Yep. And then one other, if they're if that four, that'll, there'll be one other four o'clock game. And then two one o'clock games chosen okay. at random from someone not involved with us. And then always skipping the Thursday, right? Always. Thursday's yeah. a shit just, show. Just because we don't. Yeah, yeah, time yeah. We may be out. recording on yeah, Thursday. Yeah. It's mostly going to be Wednesdays, but... <clears throat> True. Love it. So let's jump in. Yep. First game. So first game of the week is Seahawks at Falcons, which I think is a ridiculously interesting game. Um, it's notable in terms from a Vegas perspective that this game started out with the Seahawks favored by one, and now they're favored by two. So people out there are heavily betting Seahawks for good reason. Yeah. Right? It is in Atlanta. So um, let's just jump right does, in. Does home field mean anything this year? Atlanta's been known to pipe in some crowd in, noise. Yeah. In the dome. Maybe they'll does, still maybe. do it. Right. Um, boys, I'm, go, I'm going with Atlanta here. Um, last year, they were very disappointing to me. I'm still not high on Seattle. Um, obviously, you have Russ. But um, at, at Atlanta's due for a bounce back. I'm, I'm taking the Falcons at home. Um, and I'm going to take the juice, too. Straight up win. Interesting. Uh, so I don't really think that either of these teams' defenses are that great. If I pick a defense to be better out of them, it's going to be Seattle's because the addition of Jamal Adams, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think it's probably a game that likely turns into somewhat of a shootout because I don't think the Seahawks can get off the, get after the passer. But give me Russell Wilson over Matt Ryan because Matty Ice is not all that clutch. Yeah. So, yeah, let me. I'll take, I'll take uh, Russell Wilson, who I'm just going to tease it right now and announce it. He's my pick for MVP this year. Mm. Very, very interesting. Yeah, so I, I, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I, I think that obviously the Falcons are disappointing last year. I don't think they're as bad as they were last year, but I still don't know how Dan Quinn has a job. So I like Pete Carroll more than I like Dan Quinn. I like Russell Wilson more than I like Matt Ryan. I like the Seahawks defense and what they did in the offseason more than the Falcons. And I, I just don't think crowd noise or, or home field advantage, none of that matters this year. Because right. everybody's playing in empty stadiums to start the season. So I'm going Seahawks as well. So if you're a virgin to Vegas picks and you don't know what a money line pick is, uh, you can bet this. You can bet the spread, and Vegas is constantly adjusting that spread. So it's essentially like a 50-50 payout. You spend $5, you get $5. It's actually a little bit less than that on most sites because yeah. they're obviously taking a little bit of a cut. But it's pretty much, you know, on blackjack or... Uh, 
Or, or if you take the, the underdog. You're taking black or red, right? If so, you take the underdog in a money line, though, you can actually gain a little bit more money than you spent. These, these yeah. Vegas experts, they take these lines and they try and make it as 50-50 red, black, um, roulette as they can. And they're fucking dead on. They're so good. What they're, they're so good. Now, the lines move due to consumer bets. And that's why lines move. But where the line is set is where you want to watch it. Vegas think this, this, this game is going to be very, very close. I think... Falcons win this game. Yeah. Uh, it's it's actually my upset of the week. Uh, I think the Falcons win this game. I don't have a huge... I don't have a lot of stock in Seattle this year. I have a huge amount of respect for Russell Wilson. I think he... They're gonna, he's going to drag them in the playoffs somehow. 10-6, and six, you know, 11-5, whatever it may be. The Atlanta Falcons are good at home. Whether or not they have a crowd, who knows? That might not affect it at all. So maybe the Falcons, it's just like a neutral site for them. But I have a huge i have huge faith in the falcons win this game i'm drilling the money line bet on this all day long so like it yes and, and honestly grass versus turf makes a difference it, yeah it, it makes Agreed. all the difference dude sure. maddie is good at home man say whatever you want about him look at his home record is like 70 percent plus nice. he is dominant at home uh, there's a lot of factors that play into this. Seattle is just a different team at home, but they're not playing at home. So it's going to be a completely different environment. So the next game, we go to Tampa, which is the Bucks and Saints game, which nobody really knows what's coming out of this game. It is the two points, baby. Lots of points. The two <laughs> oldest starting quarterbacks. The only time uh, two 40-year-old-plus quarterbacks have, have played you know, shout out to trainers and the current NFL. That's ridiculous. And, and TB12 method. I mean, Warren Moon did it, you know, so many years ago and was still really good in his 40s. This shit has not been seen for decades. Right. Uh, you see guys like Aaron Rodgers that are just falling off at the age of 35. This, you'll never see this again. I mean, which these, is the norm. Let's these be are the, this is the number one and number two passing champs in NFL history. Like, what a fucking phenomenal opening game. Yep. How does Vegas grade this game? It's very, very, very interesting. Saints, still heavy favorites. Opening line, four-point favorites. Uh, it has moved to three and a half because everyone knew the Bucks were going to be darling picks in this game. But it is worth noting that Vegas is still very much in New Orleans' corner. Marcus, how are you grading this game? Um I, th- I think the over under is still up in the f- like 50, 51, 51, if I if I believe so. Um, the Saints will win this, but the reason this game is going to be close and very interesting is because going to be the Bucks defense is what's going to keep the Saints at bay. Uh, the Saints are probably they they're going to be in the top four again conference championship. Um, I'm taking the under, but just for for shits and giggles, but I'm taking the Saints at home for uh, for this. So yeah, just for the straight money line win. Yeah, yeah. Saints, Saints will win, but uh, it's not going to be the points that uh, Newman and Derek won. Is it? Well, just curious on the current spread, three and a half. Who are you taking? Um, Gotta go Bucks, right? I'd, I'd have to go Bucks. I'd, I'd honestly, I'll probably just stay off of that one. Um, if I'm, I'm gonna be so I'm gonna be doing some fun bets this week, every single week. Um, all starting at eight to twelve teams, but you know, a couple bucks. Um, those ones I might buy the Saints down to two and a half. Um. God, it's 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 the Saints are a tough team to bet against because they are just so they're they're so good. They're so good everywhere, everywhere. Yep, Mm -hmm. yep. So, so in terms of what I'm going to do here, uh, I'm also going to take the Saints. uh, When I was planning out the Buck schedule, in terms of doing that whole, this is a win, this is a loss. 
this is a game that I figured just this is going to be a loss because I think going into you know the Saints territory, uh, they have more an, more of an understanding of that offense. Right, they've all played together. There's a lot more continuity, so they have an advantage in that respect. Um, and it's you know I mean Sean Payton and Drew Brees are are left and right side of the brain for each other. So I mean I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna stick there and I'm gonna stick with the Saints on this one. Um, uh, so that, that's uh, that's my pick. If, if I had to pick against the line, this is the first time that Tom Brady's been an underdog in a regular season game in like 75 consecutive games or something like that's that. That's insane. It's insanity. It's insane. Um, Just speaks how terrible his division is. So I would definitely take Brady to cover the line on the three and a half. This is going to be a close game, but I'm going to take the Saints. To, to yeah, I'm, I'm on the Saints too. Um, I just, it, it's, it's really... Uh, I just don't think the Bucks have it yet. I don't think. I mean, this is a new first first week in a new offense for Tom Brady. Gronk's back from retirement. Um, a lot of moving pieces. Maybe I, no Mike Evans. Maybe no Mike Evans. I, I think that you know maybe the second time around, I think the Bucks edge it out. Um, also, Brady playing on turf is he's just not typically as good on turf. He's a little bit lower passer completion. Um, I don't know why that is, but you know it just is a fact in playing in New Orleans and he hasn't played in New Orleans very often besides those couple of Super Bowl wins. Um, that's a good record there. Yeah, it's a good record there, <laughs> but I just week one, I think Bruce breeze gets it done. They have, a, they have an identity and they know what they're going to do. There's okay. a lot of factors going in this game that disturb me about the bucks. Number one, over the course of Tom Brady's career, is he more apt to start out slow or, or finish slow? I think finish. I would no. say start slow. Start slow, one hundred percent. They there's went been, one and one, zero oh and two, quite a few there's times. There's been many seasons okay. where Brady. Yeah, that's true. He's the, one of the best rally. That, I would hate to face Tom Brady this year, week three. However, at week one, I think they're as beatable as ever. They got beat by so, the Cardinals, thirty-one zero, not that long ago. New squad. Yeah. This is a squad that just accumulated fucking names. I don't think. I think they were more interested in accumulating names than they were winning games. Uh, yeah, I really do. Um, and I think that they're going to have some growing pains as a result. I think they're going to kind of awkwardly shove Fournette into the lineup, even though he's a fucking dumbass and can't memorize play calls. I think Mike Evans is beat up, might not play. So you're talking about a top 10 receiver, boom, who might be off the board. You still have a great receiving core. I just don't like it. The Saints were playing together all last year. They're hungry. They're angry. They returned every player pretty much from last year. They only have added to the roster. So they're more cohesive. Yep. Tom Brady has to rally the troops in Tampa. Everyone's like, oh, I love Brady. Like, you know, practicing with Brady, it's everyone in the Bucks is saying this. Practicing with Brady, it's just so, let's see you on the field with a guy that possibly can't even pass down field. I think Brady's still going to be effective this year. I think they're going to come out of the gate slow. And I've, I've been vocal. I think I think the Bucks are still going to be really good this year. I think they're going to win 11, 10 games, but not in the beginning stretch. No. I think Bally, Brady rattles, ra, rallies. rallies. Yeah. We had a rough track, draft weekend last week. <laughs> it was Wolf. rough. But I think he rallies the troops. I would even take the Saints now that it's drifted to three and a half on the spread at three and a half. And I think you get Brady for the, that last drive. You know, yeah. that, the clutch, like that's what he's going to contribute He's he's 43. He's not going to rally. He's not going to carry a game. He's not going to win a game for you. He's very much a game manager at this point. Who's more confused about who they are? The Bucks or the Saints? Exactly. Who has more pressure on them to win this first game? The yeah. Bucks or the Saints? And I, and I, and I think you make a good point with Fournette. Like I think yes. I think I think Fournette in Tampa is a lot like AP in Detroit. 
that's a guy who's not going to do well by committee. Yes, he, needs, he needs 20, 25 carries. He needs to wear you down. He's not going to do okay with 12 carries. They're going to try and smash him into the windup, and it's just not going to work. Nope. I, that, that's what I see happening. Just also, also the Saints have Jameis Winston to help give him the playbook. Yeah. For real, though, Jameis Winston's a good sideline guy. He's a great sideline guy. In uh, college, when he was suspended uh, for jumping up on a counter and saying, fuck her in the pussy, um, he was, he he rallied with McGuire mm-hmm. on the sidelines and was like this team player, was rallying everybody up, like like almost couldn't even be there. He came out in pads, and they made him go back in the locker room and take off all his pads. You remember that? Yep. So, dude, and, Jameis and Winston's a good Deshaun sideline Watson. guy to have. He's a good cheerleader. He really is. I really, I really can't wait for the Saints to just blow somebody out this year. And they're like, oh, why'd you put on the points? And Sean Payton's like, well, we, we didn't want to give the refs a chance to blow this one. <laughs> <laughs> so Dallas Rams is the next game that's on our book. Uh, another really intriguing game. Two teams that severely underperformed last year. I mean, you, there's really no getting around it. Yeah. Rams lost the Super Bowl just a year prior. Uh, shit the bed all year long. Cowboys came out thundering. Just absolutely destroyed the NFL. Is Dak Prescott an elite quarterback in the first five weeks? No, he's not. He can't beat winning teams. So what do we get out of this game? It's one of my most intriguing games of the week. Yeah. Uh, so the line currently is at Dallas favored by two and a half. Uh, at the Rams, I think that's very interesting. Uh, the line has now moved to minus three because, of course, if you're watching any Dallas line, it's always going to move towards Dallas because fucking Dallas has a lot of fans. That's how it is. They're yep. going to be betting towards. There's so many guys that are like, yo, man, fucking Dallas this year, right? They're going to win at least like 16, at least, at least. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a little bit on the edge. Um, <laughs> so, Marcus, <laughs> if you've never been in Dallas, that's exactly how Dallas is. Um, Dallas at Rams. Who are you taking, buddy? Uh, this one was actually a pretty quick one for me. Um, they, they had a good game against each other last year, I believe. Um, either what end, end of the end of the season last year, mm-hmm. uh, like shootout. Da- Dallas is just a very talented team. Um, I don't know. Er- early on, early on in the season, don't really know much about either. I'm still rooting for the Rams because they were they had to be the biggest disappointment last year. Um, but give me give me the Cowboys. Yeah, this is one where if it was any other offensive line, I, I think I'd give the Rams just on the on the edge. I think Aaron Donald disrupts the game, but I think that the Cowboys line can handle him. Um, I, I I'm the same way. Dallas, it's early season. They have a pretty good identity of who they are. Um, I think they're going to feed Zeke a lot. And they have a lot of wide receiver depth. And I think that's going to, you know, Jalen Ramsey is an absolute stud, but I don't really believe that much in the Rams depth of that position. Um, so I, I think Gallup has a good day. I think some of these other guys, Jarwin probably gets involved. Nobody can handle Aaron Donald. You can game plan against him. You can triple team him. I like him Zach and, Martin against Aaron Donald. You can especially, take him out. especially not a backup center like Joe Looney instead of Travis yeah. Frederick. Who, sure. He's gone. Yeah. So I, I, I like uh, I like the Rams here, actually. Nice. The defense, to me, uh, is enough. I don't like the Cowboys' defense at all. No no Joe McCoy, no Byron Jones. Who's going to stop somebody for, for their defense? I think that with Sean McVay at, you know, as the offensive coordinator slash play caller slash head coach, whatever, he he can game plan enough to beat the Cowboys like they've done in the past, including the playoffs. Remember that game where they had that, uh, where they're like, yeah, if they're knuckles or whatever, they know where they're running and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so give me, give me the Rams. Yeah, so uh, if there was a crowd, I'd hammer the Rams all day long, even on a money line bet here. 
because there's going to be no crowd, and it's the opening game in this stadium. But the Rams are like they've been training for no crowd since last year. I know, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> dude, there's some. Trust me, I, I went to the first ever regular yeah, yeah. season no, game I, in U.S. Yeah. Bank Stadium. It's it's a special feeling. Like when you for, when you're when you've been playing in college. That stadium is, is beautiful. They've been playing at USC for the last two years. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be so exciting. If you watch Hard Knocks, like them just going out the field, it it changes you. It really does. Like, sure. you're like, holy shit, I got a home. So if this was normal circumstances and the Rams were opening to a crowd, which I guarantee you Vegas would have adjusted for, I would almost think that Rams would have been maybe like one point dogs if that was the case. Uh, I would hammer the Rams all day long on this. I got to take the Cowboys money line 100%. I think they're going to win the game, but at three, because it moved from two and a half to three, I'm going to take that at Rams to, to beat that spread. So I, I think they're two different things. Money line, go ran, go Cowboys all day so long for, for this Cowboys. But yes. if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're playing the spread, I would go Rams. Cause I think, I think it's just intriguing enough. And I think the Rams with McVay, you got to bet and, on. And I guy. would wait if you're, if you're going to bet the line on that, I'd wait to see if that creeps to 3.5. Right. And then slam the fuck out for of it. Sure. I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Cause it could with, with Cowboys out there. Oh, the Cowboys, like you said, the Cowboys bet, yeah. like their fans bet and they bet with their heart, not their head. Right. If that gets, 3.5 slam it well dude it, there's gonna, that oil money well dude there, <laughs> there's gonna be a guy watching Mahomes tonight um in dallas who's like man fucking Mahomes. he's Dak not much better that. he's not better than Dak. <laughs> yes <laughs> dude fucking Dak can do this it's gonna happen tonight a mill yep a million dollars <laughs> so cards at niners is the next game on the docket uh another really interesting game but not really from Vegas's perspective. Yeah. Vegas is very clear about who they think is going to win this game. Yeah, uh, it started the line started at eight and a half for 49ers. So Vegas doesn't think 49ers going to have a slump coming out of the gates uh, as a Super Bowl losers. It has moved now though to six and a half. So people are heavily heavily betting Arizona in this game. Mm-hmm. And I know one guy you can't just give up a touchdown line. Well, I know one yeah. guy who's got a weird boner for Arizona and we're going to start with him first. Uh, Mr. Marcus, what, well, first of all, explain your boner for Arizona. Cause I don't get it. Dates um, back to last year. Yeah. Tell, and yeah. tell us why you're taking him by money line. So I'm taking a money line because <laughs> are you really taking them? Oh yeah. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Um, and wow. honestly, so last year, you know, going in, um, I, li- I like the talent. Um, I liked what they had. Um, I'm big Kyler Murray fan. I have two words for you. Isaiah Simmons. Um, the Cardinals are going to take a little bit of time to kind of ramp up this year, but um, they, they took it to the Niners last year. Add, add Hopkins, add some defensive talent. What a contract for Buda Baker, but God, Isaiah Simmons. So last I saw, the Cardinals were uh, flirting between seven and seven and a half, and that will, um, you know, change as you go. Seven and a half is. Uh, it, Take them a seven and a half. That's your lock, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm gonna hammer Arizona money line, and they're gonna win the West. I can't believe you're taking Marcus. The money have, line. have you ever have you ever came across a touchdown dog you didn't love, <laughs> dude? It's so rarely. hard. Why does it's Marcus so have hard. these random teams that he just he Marcus is such a realistic person, especially when it comes to gambling. And then he just has these yeah he has these teams that like he's like I trust his I trust Marcus's tutelage. objectivity. Yeah. No, in terms of Vegas. And everything, but the Cardinals. What is your boner for the Cardinals? It makes no sense. I, I, I just love the skill set. Um, they so were an average team last year. 
Yeah, well, yeah. yeah well, we knew, I knew they were going to have struggles. Like, but they, <laughs> no, you thought they were going to be really good last year. I had high hopes for them, but we. But I mean, I, I think I was. They, they were pretty good to bet on. Oh, they're I'm great. not going to lie. They're, they're great to no, bet dude, on. I, they, they covered like a lot. It. I like that somebody took the Cardinals because nobody else is. Going oh to yeah, I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> I'm going to be. Um, but I'm I'm very excited to watch Isaiah Simmons, man. Sure. I I really am. So first off, I will say fuck the Cardinals yeah. because they took Andy Isabella right before the Patriots were going to take him, and it made so much oh, sense. Covering them white receivers. a white slot receiver from UMass who ran like a four three, like it was it was like a script. Bill Belichick was going to take him, like it was like six picks after Arizona took him, and nobody else in between was taking receivers. So first of all, fuck them, and then they go and get Hopkins, and it's like you bury him. You're not going to use him. It's going to be Christian Kirk. It's going to be. It, it's a shit show. Larry like, Fitzgerald. What a loaded wide receiver. Free boy. Andy Isabella is all I yeah. have to say. Um, I'm taking four niners. Like, there's no way. I, I just, I can't, I can't see money wine. There's no way. Yeah, give, give me, give me the niners. I think that you know they're going to run all over them because yeah. that's what Chandler gonna, Jones is the only thing what, up front. That that's I think what they is do is they, they run on people, and Arizona was really bad against the run last year. So. My boy, yeah, I mean, my boy Chandler Jones is an arm tackler. Like, he's not a run stuffer at all. So, um, two different things. First of all, uh, you said that you had two words. I have two words for you. No preseason. Yeah. It's going to hurt the Cardinals way more than it's going to hurt San Francisco. Yeah. San Francisco is going to come right back in. They're going to do their thing. They have guys with grit on that team. They have guys like Bosa. Dude, Bosa's going to come out flying. He's probably as fast as Andy Murray, weirdly. And he's going to chase him down and devour him. Kyler Murray. <laughs> Guy, yeah, yeah, dude. I was like, I'm, wait, British tennis? I, I, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> US, US tennis. Uh, oh, yeah. Is he? Oh, yeah. Andy, Andy Murray, Murray yeah. in terms of sure? if, if, if he was at the NFL level, he's like 6'7". Like, he could probably play quarterback. <laughs> dude, it, he'd be a pocket passer, though. If you have like a 130-mile-an-hour uh, serve, yeah. you could probably throw the ball pretty damn well. Oh, yeah. Right? For sure. I mean, that, I that's, all, that's all fast-twitching fibers. But, yes. Kyle, you have Kyler Murray, dude. I just, I don't. I think Kyler Murray is going to be a good player. I believe it or not, as much. You know, it's funny. Andy Murray is a more prototypical football player. Yeah, he quarterback. is. Than Kyler Murray, one hundred percent. I like Kyler Murray. I do think he ends up being like a version of Russell Wilson. He'll never be as good as Russell Wilson, no matter what you think. I thought you said virgin Russell Wilson. No, like a yeah. version of Russell Wilson, one hundred percent. But he's always going to be Russell Wilson light. Yep. And in this division, he's going to get devoured by the 49ers. However, at the spread, so I'm taking uh, all day long 49ers. I think I think it's a no-brainer. But at six and a half, uh, especially at eight, I see why the line is moving so ferociously towards the Cardinals because everyone was betting uh, the Cardinals because, of course, and eight and points. I could, I could That's definitely a lot see of a garbage time backdoor yeah. cover on that. Dude, six and a half, I take the Cardinals, but money line. There's no doubt about it. You got to take the 49ers. Let me tell you a stat that I find fascinating. Garoppolo, you'd say average quarterback, right? Sure. Yeah. Little, I mean, above, slightly above. above average. Yeah. He's like a Kirk Cousins level player, right? Yeah. Uh, his stats last year against the Cardinals are fucking ridiculous. Seven, in two games, 741 yards passing and eight touchdowns. I think Patrick Peterson sat out one of those games. Doesn't matter. He's through for just, four in both of them. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Whatever game he, he he set out, he passed all over Peterson's ass. And yeah, well, I, I probably think, not. I think but. those games were decided by uh, under, ten, under 10 points between the two. Doesn't matter. If Garopp, if the defense played bad, that makes my point even stronger. Yeah. The fact that Garoppolo played that well shows me that Garoppolo has something against that defense, and nothing's changed with that defense that convinces me otherwise. I, th- I think everyone had something against that defense last no, year. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah. Isaiah I, Simmons is going to be a really good player, but I don't think right out of the gates. Uh, yeah. And I like the backdoor cover there. And the one thing you know, you talk about San Francisco being less affected by no preseason. The one person I think will be affected by no preseason is Richard Sherman. who's making a position change from corner to safety. Not at game speed. He hasn't played a right. game speed at that new position yet. So I think he could be a little vulnerable. Probably gets caught in no man's land a couple times. Um, and that's going to be a fast offense to, to you know, he's going to be under some pressure. I just want to repeat those stats for anybody that wasn't listening. Yeah, 741. 741 pass. Yeah. Passing yards and eight touchdowns. Garoppolo had an average year last year. For a you want to talk offense. about stat multiplying? He was stacking on a bad defense. Yep, a defense that is a little bit improved, but not much. Mm-hmm. No. I, I I think this game is going to be a blowout. And, and Patrick Peterson isn't the Patrick Peterson that the name. No, he's not. No. I mean he's he's getting up there. Yep. getting up there in age. It happens. So now we get into I think some really interesting games. Uh, Steelers at Giants. What two two teams that I don't think the Giants underperformed last year, but Steelers obviously did. They didn't have their uh, Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, the line on this game is really it shouldn't confuse anybody. The uh, Steelers are favored by three on the road at the opening of the Vegas line. This has moved though to five and a half, which is huge. Steelers, that's huge. That's a, that's the biggest movement of this week. If you're if you're keeping track, two and a half points. So. Uh, Obviously, a lot of people are voting the other way. Marcus, where are you going on this? Um, well, as a as my Super Bowl pick, um, dating back to last year, <laughs> um, Steelers. Um, I think this. I, th- I think the Steelers blew wasn't them the out. Giants. No yeah. kidding. It yeah. definitely was not the Giants. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see some uh, garbage time points for Barkley and Ingram there at the end. But um, I'm, I think uh, I think Ben's gonna. I mean, I obviously I'm hoping he's gonna come out and fire it, but you know, I think they got to prove that his elbow's good to uh, really uh, spark up the uh, the fan base. Steelers yeah. by a hundred. Do you think the 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 Yinzer <laughs> fan base needs any sparking up? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I you think, think they, they need are, any motivation. Can yeah. you can you? This ima- line just moved two and a half. Do you think they need any motivation? Right. <laughs> uh, imagine being at a uh, at Rudy's with me on uh, Monday night when my imagine like Ben started off Steelers with Steelers ball bar anymore. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> um, started off with like a, a like a, just a deep bomb touchdown. Could you imagine every just everyone around the country? Oh, here we go! Yeah, what a good chance. By the way, these are two arrogant fan bases. All those whistles through missing teeth. If you're yeah. a Giants fan, they're yeah. arrogant as fuck. Yep, they're so arrogant it's fucking ridiculous. Like it's, it's interesting. I I didn't really know any Giants fans except I know for like, a lot like of them. two okay, two occasions. They just came out of the woodwork. So so weird. A lot of my coworkers are Giants fans. They're arrogant as fuck. It's crazy. Yeah. So so I'm also on the Steelers. I think the Giants' offense going to be better this year, but their defense is absolute trash. So, so bad. I'm going to take the Steelers because I think they have a good defense, and Big Ben is going to make a big difference on them this year. You heard my picks earlier in the season in terms of that division in the AFC North. So give me the Steelers all day. And also, if you're playing Survivor Pool, this is a decent shot here because you're not quite going on everybody. So you know everybody's on a lot of the same games. This is one of those that isn't quite on that level so go ahead and feel free to take the Steelers here sure um I mean I'm on the Steelers too it's week one they have an identity they know who they are um I don't trust the Giants wide receiving core at all I think they have a whole bunch of like number three receivers and they're probably their best receiving threat is is their tight end and I think this the Steelers typically cover the middle of the field unless it's Gronkowski really well so um I like the Steelers all day here and I mean 
I, that line doesn't scare me at all. I think I, full touchdown plus. So I don't like I don't like being on the Steelers wagon whatsoever. I have so many Yinzer friends. Uh, I'm so on the Steelers wagon this year. Uh, I think you're going to see a bizarre season that we haven't seen in quite some time, maybe since Roethlisberger's f- freshman year, where I think the defense is going to carry them this year, and Roethlisberger just has to do just enough to be good enough. I think this defense is going to be so good. Uh, one of the best edge rushers in the league, uh, easily top five safety in the league, who just transformed their defense the second that he got there last year, Unreal. and Maker Fitzpatrick. I love the Steelers this year so much. I do love what the Giants are doing. I actually really like their head coach. Um, I like a lot of things about the Giants. Take the Steelers at Moneyline all day long. Yep. I love Newman's take about uh, survivor pick. I think it's a really safe survivor pick. I also think it's a really possibly safe uh, line pick at five and a half. Take, a, take a flyer at the Giants. Yeah, take a flyer on the Giants. Yeah, dude, one hundred percent. I mean that that Vegas thinks three. So always look at Vegas lines. The way what what do the experts think, and then what has it been influenced to? Sure. It started at three. Now it's moved to five and a half. There haven't been significant injuries on either side that have influenced that in sure. any way. So I, I like when lines move. You always as a better. Marcus, you'll agree. You always want to watch where the lines are fucking moving because that shows where all the action is. Go the other way on a lot of those. Especially right before game time. For um, sure. Um, then when you start looking at who's the better coach, you know, you know, I hate our coach. So uh, I mean, but the thing about my timeline, like he'll walk on a field to like make a difference in a play. So you got to you gotta respect yeah. that. And dude, <laughs> straight up, um, if this line moves down to five, this is how unconfident I am in the Giants. If this line moves down to five, I don't like him. Uh, okay, you, so you need that half point. I do. Oh, okay. That half one hundred percent. Absolutely. So like twenty, what twenty three, twenty eight, five and six is very, very different numbers. Sure. Uh, from a from a betting perspective, those are hugely different numbers. Sure. So absolutely, I think it changes everything. And you have to watch the lines. Don't always don't get so incensed if you're betting lines. Don't get so incensed with the team that you become obsessed with their prospects. Vegas has already adjusted for all your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So you have to always, you know. Yeah. Anyways, that's my take. Uh, so last game here. Last game. Titans at Broncos. Yeah. Last game on a Monday night from a fantasy perspective. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> there, there's so many question marks going to this game. Like, what the fuck do you even do? Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, so Titans at Broncos. This is an extremely intriguing game. The Broncos are frequently darlings in a lot of circles in terms of what they're going to do this year. But... They've had these significant injuries over the past few days, and the line has adjusted for that. Uh, so it's adjusted insanely. The Broncos were favored by one and a half to begin it. Now the Titans are now favored at two and a half. So I was actually wrong. Uh, it's been a four-point swing in Vegas betting, obviously because of these injuries. So, Marcus, who are you taking on money line? Um I'm I'm riding the Titans, and truthfully, this is a game for me that I was very teeter totter. But as soon as as soon as Von Miller went out, easy easy for me. Um, I, I think I remember this game being like under twenty total points when they played last year, right? This, wouldn't this, wouldn't surprise me if it winds up that way tonight yeah. or this week. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, I'm the same boat. I think Tennessee. I was kind of on the the when I first looked at this, I was kind of on the the fence there. But you know, Von being out, uh, it looks like Sutton will be either. Could miss time or the worst, you know, or best case if you're, you know, Broncos fan, um, he'll be limited. I, I think Tennessee 
comes away with it here. I think they have an identity. They're going to run the ball, and they're going to try to play defense. Yeah, I mean, what the Broncos have going for them is a lot of young players on offense and young players that didn't have a preseason. Yep. I don't like it, so give me the Titans. Yep. Give me the Titans all day long. Uh, what's happened to the Broncos, you can't, you can't ignore it. Uh, what we're going to see is some terrible quarterback play. I think just some really awful quarterback play. It's going to be one of those games that you're you're so fucking ah football's back, and then you're like seven games watching in, and all of a sudden it's fucking one a.m. on a Monday or on a Tuesday, I should say. Right, and you're like, eh, I don't need to watch any more of this. Yeah, right. I might just might just go to sleep now. It's fucking brutal. This game, I'm just gonna turn this off. I think it's gonna be an ugly game. Uh, you know who wins ugly games? The fucking Titans. Yep, they thrive in garbage time. Do they? They love. There's something just about the zest of the Titans. Uh, let's face it, dude. They fucking dominated Baltimore last year in the playoffs, and that has me intrigued. Yep. A lot has me intrigued about the Titans. You take a money line all day long. Spread, the fact that it started out with the Broncos one and a half, I mean, you could go either way. I'm not even touching that from a Vegas perspective. I don't know about you. Well, and, and see, and that's, you know, that, that original line was before the injury, before Clowney. Um, yeah. And, man, I'm going to ride the Titans even harder. And truthfully, at first, I'm like, what a, what a shitty Monday night game. I don't want to watch it. But then I'm like, oh, well, it's the 10 o'clock Monday night game. I don't have to watch it. Good job, NFL. You did that one right. right. <laughs> it depends on if you like watching defensive games, which I do. I love watching defensive games. Uh, at times, I like to see you know some shootouts, but... I think defensive games are very interesting. The Titans always put on a show. I just need Melvin Gordon to catch a couple swing passes out of the backfield and walk into the end zone. Same. There's there's not <laughs> many games I like watching at ten o'clock at night. On a yeah, it's a, it's a good way for them to give them a prime time, but like still bury it so yeah. we don't have to watch that shit. Yeah, the two really good defenses. I mean, with Clown, the Clowney addition to the Titans, that's gonna be a really interesting team. There's really no doubt about it. It sure. makes the West even more exciting. Uh, sorry, the South. I think the South. I mean, it's gonna be I, fun. I, we did a preview of that team, um, and I was not a buyer on the Titans. I think I am now. I think they're going to win the division, straight yeah. up. All right. I love the Clowney inclusion, um, and yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot going on there. All right. So for all you degenerate gamblers, we've got a little uh, little little uh, new segment here for you. Three so, team parlay. Yes. So we're just going to. Re- we all got like a, a general three teamer. I think we'll make some adjustments because uh, we kind of did this on the fly just sure. to have something else to uh, make some plays with. Um, um, so I'm sure I'm sure we'll you know include like spreads, um, yep. just just some something else fun. But um, three teamer, three teams that one million percent will win this weekend. You can bank on it. The Stellars, the Eagles will pounce Washington, and give me the Raiders. Okay. So what does that what does that pay? Did you do you have that by chance? No. Well, okay. when you start looking at the, like I said, we'll, we'll, we can make some adjustments. That's going to shift. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. This was kind of just on the fly to give us. If all, you're, like, if a you're looking for thing. just good straight money line parlays, that's what we're going to be doing. It's also just kind of a wild card. Uh, we're going to post our stats and what we're doing in terms of record on the year. Um, and this is one of these flyer things. Like parlays are interesting, especially with spreads, but with money line, they're much more predictable. So you can kind of make a little bit more predictable bets with them. But. So I went a little off script here. I, I just, you know, saw the parlay thing. I was like, yeah, I'll just go for it. So I did like a real like parlay with some other events. So the parlay I put together, I took uh, Ravens money line over Cleveland. I took Minnesota minus two and a half Green Bay. And I took Seattle minus two Atlanta five pays 23, 23. And see, and that's just a, 
that's close too. So most of those are going to be in like the one thirties. Yeah, a three teamer is roughly about six to one. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, yeah. All right, so I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to take the Bears money line. They're a dog, though, so that pays out a little bit more for you. Um, okay. I'm also going to jump on the Vikings. Uh, I think that the Packers are super overrated. We've talked about this a lot. And then uh, I'm going back to the well on my Steelers and Giants and give me them on the Monday night. Yeah, so Steelers, uh, uh, popular pick, I agree. Uh, give me the Steelers all day in that game. Uh, I also really like Indianapolis, weirdly enough. Uh, the Jaguars are fucking that, the worst so team in the league. Uh, that's my survivor poll yep. lock because how many times you get to pick the Colts, and I think the Colts are going to demolish them. Indianapolis is – we don't know what we're going to get out of them. Yeah, We know exactly what we're getting out of Jacksonville this year, and that's that they're the worst team in the NFL. Minshew I, will I be would, the only thing that keeps them relevant. I, and I don't think he would – I don't think he does. I think Minshew has an awful year with how bad that team no, is. No, I, I just mean like from a meme standpoint. For sure, no, 100%. <laughs> and, and from then, a fantasy perspective. <laughs> so I'm going Colts, Steelers, 49ers as yep. my, uh, my parlay picks. Okay. So fa- like from a fantasy perspective, though. Uh, we all drafted last week in a heavily intoxicated environment. Uh, we rent out a house every year and we just go ham. Uh, we have multiple fantasy drafts. It's quite the party. Um, but we all are super competitive with the shit. But going into week one, who's your fantasy guy that you really love this week? Who are you starting, who are you starting this week? Make it interesting. Um, so... So how, let me just pull up my championship team here. One of the two. <laughs> I'll start why he does that. Yeah. So um, I, I have the normal, you know, the, the Hopkins, Watkin, uh, Watson, the guys I took early. But the one guy that I think um, is probably going to be at a flex position, but I really, really like this week is is James White. Um, I think they, they cut Lamar Miller. Um, they have James White, who has a very defined role in an otherwise undefined backfield. And Miami doesn't typically cover the ba- the running back of the backfield especially well. I, think I like gets, that a lot. I think he gets a lot of touches. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a very relevant week for him. If you have him to flex, you know, flex him, obviously. Um, but even maybe sneak into that RB2 consideration and you flex wide receiver instead. What does Bill Belichick do, do when he's on the ropes? He falls back to what he knows. What does he know? James White is a great passing pass catching running back. Yep. I, I love the pick. Get, really get Cam in a rhythm. Yep. And, and I think, uh, yeah, I think I like James it a White. lot. I like it a lot. So, I mean, from a, like a, just a guy that you're definitely going to need to start this week. Uh, if you were questioning it, you're a moron. I'm going to go back to my well on the MVP pick, Russell Wilson oh, against, against Atlanta as, <laughs> as, as my start of the week. And then if you want a flyer on a, on a late guy that you can kind of scoop and maybe low is for a DFS situation, fill out your lineup. I like Steven Sims for Washington sure. uh, against the Eagles because the Eagles, they acquired uh, Slay. That's going to help in terms of covering Terry McLaurin. So I think that opens the field up for Steven Sims to get a lot of touches in the slot. I like it. Watch Keenan Allen this week. Um, he's getting paid a shit ton of money. He's going to have a shit ton of balls thrown to him from Tyrod against a not very good Bengals defense. And Tyrod likes to fix date, fix eight on a guy. So I, I, I think that you, that could be a good spot. Uh, give me Dalvin Cook this week all day long. Uh, if, if, if you know nothing about the Packers defense, know this. They're average. They out They overperformed ridiculously last year uh their best ranking last year from a yards perspective 15th when you look at yards versus rushing that happened to be rushing so they're a little bit better on rushing than they are against the pass 
But uh, if you don't know anything about me, I'm a Vikings fan. I've watched Dalvin Cook play against the Packers, watched against them play against essentially what will be the exact same personnel they played with last year. Dalvin Cook almost single-handedly beat the Packers last last year in week two. It was fucking ridiculous. He's going to go off. On turf, Dalvin Cook, week one, he is fucking electric. When, when Dalvin Cook doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires, he plays even better. I'm telling you, he's going to destroy. What's his name? What's his name for anyone who didn't he's catch He's going to destroy this defense next this week. I don't know if the uh, Vikings offense is going to perform all that well. I know that Dalvin Cook will. He's going to have probably two touchdowns, 140 yards, uh, probably at least 27 carries. They're gonna they're gonna pound the fucking rock. So Packers. thirty touches probably. Yes. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, after after Dalvin goes for two twenty total yards and a few touchdowns, his post game interview. Yeah, um, I'm gonna hold out until they pay me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're missing out on. Yep, they will pay him. I, I think I think they get a deal done. I think Dalvin Cook knows that the Vikings organization is one of these organizations that they take care of their guys. Dalvin Cook's one of these guys that he plays. The Vikings football. He really does. He's not a me player. He's a very selfless player. I think people didn't know who Dalvin Cook was coming out of college, and the Vikings benefited from that. He okay. is a special, just like, in terms of character, he's a, he's a big character guy. See, when you, when you talk about, like, good character, it's, it's like the, I'm not going to say bad character guys, but, like, I get so sick of, like, people going in with two years left on their contract and wanting to hold out and wanting to renegotiate. And it's, it, like, Zach Ertz. Well, he, like, he doesn't have two years left well, on his well, contract. Well, I, I said, other, yeah, well, I'm not talking about him because he's good. I'm talking about other guys new. <laughs> Who aren't sure. good. You know, like, Zach Ertz comes out today. He's got two years left on his contract. He's making eight and a half, nine million. Well, I think, I think he's complaining about the fact that, you know, the tight end market has been reset since he signed it, his it, extension. It, it and has, but he, he re, but he reset it. You got, you got two years out, man. Just hey, play, man, play I'm, it. I'm just going to let you know. Know something? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. What do you think uh, Dalvin Cook's average yards per carry were last year against the Packers? Six. 7.7 yards per carry. All right. Dalvin Cook's going to blow up the Packers. Okay, so so let's uh, let's jump in. Let's let's grab everyone's Super Bowl picks. So give us the two teams you think are going to play in the Super Bowl, and then I've already given you my MVP, so you guys can give me yours. Steelers are going to beat the Saints in the Super Bowl. Okay. Um. Steelers are going to be my pick no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Um, MVP? But, 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 you know, well, and, and, and that's really coming down to health of the team. Sure. Uh, specifically at Ben. Um, CMC, baby. He's, he's due. Christian McCaffrey, a running back winning an MVP award. It's, it's kind of rare nowadays. Man. Almost never happens. It hasn't happened if, since if, AP, right? If it was going to happen last I year. It has. No, it hasn't. I think Adrian Peterson's yeah. lost running back. La- last year is really the only opportunity. So it, I, it sucks that to, it goes to the quarterback. He has to perform better than last year in order to do it just because they won't give it to him for performing worse. I know. Most, most valuable is so construed when it comes to that award. Well, and also Adrian Peterson, he won it in a year that no other player – the quarterback position really stood up, stood out all that. The only guy that could really contend with him was Aaron Rodgers that year. And he had like 37 touchdowns. So there was no like exceptional years that year. He would have lost it if Aaron Rodgers had like 40 touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was a crazy year. Yeah. But I mean, obviously your team still has to win. So that's, that's most, I guess most important when it comes down. Sure. Sure. So for me, uh, I mean, it's hard for me to get too creative here. Um, I, I like for the Super Bowl, I like Kansas City over New Orleans. 
And I think that Pat Mahomes is going to be the MVP. I think uh, he has all the talent in, in a kind of a shortened season. You just go off absolute just ability. And I don't think anybody has more ability than he has. Um, I like New Orleans. I think they're super tough. I think they, they make their way in. I don't like San Francisco on the offensive side of the ball enough to make it back. I think they have a little bit of a hangover. Um, probably still won the division, but I, I think New Orleans gets them this time around. Who's playing for New Orleans in that Super Bowl? At quarterback. At quarterback? I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to. I think it's an interesting question. I'm not going to bet on an injury, but I could definitely see yeah. Drew Brees breaking down. And that's for another sure. reason why I picked New Orleans, because I think out of yep. all the teams in the NFL, they have the best backup quarterback situation. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go the Chiefs. Did you give oh. us an MVP? Yeah, uh, Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I'm not going to be some edgy guy and tell you that I think that the Chiefs aren't the best team in the NFL because they are. They're so They're good. the best quarterback I've ever seen. Uh, I suck his dick every time we do this podcast. I will continue to suck it until he shows me that it d- does not deserve to be sucked. <laughs> uh, this motherfucker is transcendently good. If you can't see that, if you can't see what he did in the playoffs last year, you're, you're fucking dumb. He can win under any circumstances. It doesn't matter. Tyreek Hill, one of the best wide receivers in the league, not even close. <laughs> Does he look like that when he plays with Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely. He elevates every single player around him, including on the defense. He's one of these guys. He's got ice running through his veins. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, as long as he stays healthy, is the definitive number one MVP pick. I'm not going to get edgy with this. The team that they play, now that gets really complicated. Uh, and that's where I really, really have a lot of trouble with this. So fuck it. Why not? I think the Chiefs are going to win. And guess who the Chiefs once beat in the Super Bowl? The Minnesota Vikings. I think the Vic- I think the Chiefs beat the Vikings in the Super Bowl. I fucking love the Vikings this year. And I can't, I, dude, and, and, and for people that think I'm a homer guy, I'm actually not at all. No, that, that was a very surprising pick. I, 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 I root against the Vikings probably more than anybody else. He probably thought, thinks he's going to jinx them by doing I'll, it. I'll be honest with you. When, so when I was doing my picks, I was looking at both conferences and I was trying to figure out, you know, I have the Vikings right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the only reason I, I give New Orleans an edge is because if Kirk Cousin goes down, what do the Vikings do? Nothing. Sure. If, they have no backup. If Breeze goes down, I I trust Jameis. Agreed. Yeah. You know how many uh, games Kirk Cousins is missing his career? Zero. Zero. Yeah. That but I'm talking I mean, if, yeah. if two teams are saying. if two teams are like razor thin. One that's weird, the only way I could distinguish One weird them. thing that nobody gives Kirk Cousins out of all the shit that he gets, he's never missed a start in his entire career yeah. that dates all the way back to high school. Yeah, but it's a insane. lot of quarterbacks until they get hurt don't miss games. That's okay. Kind of the way but that rolls. There's also guys like Brett Favre that just refuse to miss games, and Kirk, I think Kirk is more. Tough than people give him credit for. See, Drew, if you, he you, dies, he dies. If he dies, he <laughs> dies. You and I, you had, you and I had a conversation. I think it was the beginning of this year. And God damn, I hope it happens. So we discussed the potential of the Steelers Vikings Super Bowl in Tampa. Yeah. Talked about it a lot. Oh you, you'll be there. You'll be oh, there oh. if they allow fans in the stands. Oh, um, I'll, I'll be jerking. I'll be giving hand jobs okay, out so, for tickets for so, sure. <laughs> so, uh, Drew, your MVP. My MVP is Patrick Mahomes, definitively, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go. I already given you my MVP pick. I'm, I'm not taking Patrick Mahomes, even though he's the layup there. So I'm going to go with Russ, just because he's, he's due, man. I think he's due. Um, in terms of teams that's the Super Bowl pick, uh, to me, it's really hard for me to see anyone but Kansas City coming out of the AFC. They're just such a superior team compared to everyone else. Best quarterback. They got a really good head coach. They know what the hell they're doing. Uh, so I have confidence in them getting there. Out west, or out in the NFC, rather, uh, I'm going to take. I'm actually going to go with the Bucks. 
because I think, uh, you know, Brady, his, he, by the end of the season, will have that team running pretty well. And in the playoffs, the, I, I think the NFC is kind of beatable. Every team's beatable. They have a weakness. So why not? So four people on the pod. We got a Vikings fan, a Steelers fan, and a Bucks fan. <laughs> Guess who took all their teams to go to the Super Bowl? Go figure. Homer, baby. Homer. I was just going to make a point. Like I don't. I, I like the Patriots this year a lot. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, you know what, dude? Cam Newton's one of the most interesting players. I, I, mean, I, I, I like Cam to have a ba- bounce back year. I really do. And just from everything that's coming out of camp, the one thing is like I know the the the, 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 the Patriots beat writers that you can trust and that are you know a little more objective because there are some Homer douchebags up there for sure. Right. Um. But the ones that I trust and are pretty objective have been pretty. You know, they say he looks good. He looks revitalized. He, the shoulder looks good. Um. I trust Josh McDaniel to design some really you know, oh, interesting yeah. stuff for him. Um, the defense is good. I just, we'll see. I mean, the Steelers yeah. are scary. Ravens are scary. Kansas City is, is, is tough. So, guys, I want to keep this. Uh, this is the opening week in the NFL. I think we're going to need to keep this an NFL podcast. Uh, there, we, we're, we, are, we are an all-encompassing sports podcast. So, if there's any big shout-outs that anyone wants to make, that's on our outline. No, we got a bunch of other stuff. I don't think we should hit any of it. It's the NFL week. Let's fucking stick with with what's going on. Uh, this is a sports podcast, but this is opening week. So we're going to stick with this. Unless anybody has any like big sports news that they think we need to call out, uh, I think we wind this thing up. It, it pains me to pass on the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals, but at the same time, I know people don't really care about hockey as much as I do. So no, we, we can talk about it. I'm, I'm just saying, like, let, let's, let's keep it. Yeah, I mean, there's the honestly, we're, so we're coming out of game two, going into game three tomorrow night. Yes. Kalorn's out for just an egregious, stupid, selfish hit, like just scumbag play. That game last night was fascinating. And the big, my big takeaway is that was the Islanders' best game. Yeah. And Vassie still stole it. That was their best shot. That was it. I, I honestly, I don't think this thing goes more than five games. They were almost tripling our shots on goal. Yep. Like, I think it, like towards the end of the second, they were the better team, weirdly enough. We, struggling. Vassie would not let anybody in. It's I'm just ridiculous. It, it's so as a fan frustrating just to I, I see the writing on the wall here. Sure. After every painful game walking out of a playoff game after we lose to Chicago after we lose to Pit, you know, Pittsburgh. Those sons of bitches are going to win the fucking cup and nobody's going to be in the goddamn building. <laughs> Dude, I think my favorite part about them being this close is I think it was November, October, November, December. All the headlines. <laughs> Fire John Cooper. Dude, Cooper needs to be fired. Hot seat. I yeah. still love him. His, his, <laughs> all right. What I love the most about that game last night, and I watched, I watched almost the entire thing, uh, their performance during that five-minute power play was unreal. The five-on-three? Dude, they were oh, just. No, the five-minute. No, the five-minute. They were just attacking the puck, yep. like being so aggressive. They're like, you know what? This is the game. If we don't if we don't win this five-minute power play, we're done in this game. So there was an interesting quote. They were talking to Kevin Shattenkirk, who came over from the Blues not that long ago. He bounced around. He's in New York. He said, or in Washington as well. And he said, you know, when we used to play against the Lightning, our game plan was get physical, run them out of the building. You know, you knew you could hit them and enforce them the corners, make them shy away, make them give up the 50-50 pucks because – and you, you add guys like Barkley Goudreau, you add guys like Blake Coleman, you add the guys like, you know, Shannon Kirk himself, Luke right. Shen. Maroon. They, they, they add, yeah, Maroon. They add some sandpaper to the lineup, and, and you can't push the lightning around anymore. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they're, they're showing that they're the best team in hockey. I don't think that the Islanders have anyone that can even score with them. 
So no, Barzal is the only guy that scares I, me. I think I think this series enough. is over. The Lightning are heading to the final. Um, it's going to be a question of whether or not they're facing Vegas or Dallas. And that, I mean, Dallas has some firepower for sure. Vegas is a little bit more interesting in terms of the way that they play. It's more dynamic, but it'll be fun to watch. Uh, thoughts on that? Like there, there's some, just some guys that are interesting with the lightning this year. Like Shen, is that his name? Yeah. Luke Shen. Luke Shen. Dude. I love that moment when him and the guy just agreed to fight last fight night. Things. That's so yeah. fucking hockey. I love that so much. Yeah. So, so the way those conversations go, and the, the best thing is, I, I love like being able to hear the bench, you know, the communication, the the guys chirping, right. the guy, you know, everything. The, the way though those go is, hey, you've been hitting our guys a lot. You got to yeah. give me this. Yep. And they're like, fight me. All right, I'm that. You know, Matt Martin's that guy. Like, you, There's you no give other it sport to. like that where no. you're skating around. and You're just like, hey, motherfucker. You know, you know, you, you took some fight. shots. You know, you 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 know, this is what. Yeah. You got to give me this fight. It's crazy because <laughs> it's like you you both go out together. So it's just like, all right, dude, I fucking. I'm pissed off at you. Let's fight right now. Yeah. Let's both go out. There isn't a lot of fighting that goes on in the playoffs. Yeah. No good reason. But and then, and then you get them in the uh, in the penalty box, and they're just you know back and forth like laughing, joking around. Dude, it's like the Islanders they almost played a great game last night in that they were 100 percent poking the bear, just trying to get Lightning players to fight, and they won a few times. Yeah, there were a few times that Lightning players bit. Tampa's- and they fought, and what was his name? Martin. He just took a pounding. Is it Martin yeah, on that one? Matt Martin's a fucking yeah, tank. Dude, took a few hits of the face, and he's just smiling like... He's a beast. Yeah, see in the box, bitch. You just yeah. give us a power play. Matt Martin's a beast, and Tampa's almost doing it too much. They're trying to, to show that they you know can play heavy, uh, can play a gritty game too much to where they're being stupid. You get like a, you know that Kalorn penalty. That's just... It's just dumb. Uh, that, you just never... You should never take that hit. Dude, I, I think Kalorn... I, I think that was a little bit of an accidental ugly hit. I, I think he, he was trying to get around his shoulder and he was a combination of, of, of late and lazy. Yeah. Um, where he just kind of settled for what was there versus you, you take one more skate and okay, you're late and you take an interference, but being lazy, you get a boarding and, and you know, you miss next game too. Sure. So I'm not going to dive in here, but I'm also super excited for some college football this weekend. So we get some of the actual big conferences that are going to be playing. Yeah. I know we're, whoa, whoa, whoa. Army played Middle Tennessee State last, last weekend. <laughs> it's a pretty that, good like game. Like I said, big conferences playing. Um, so, I, I, you know, I'm excited to watch what's going to happen, especially Florida State because I'm a Florida State fan and I want to see what the year one of Mike Norvell or year zero of Mike Norvell looks like, opening game against Georgia Tech. But, yeah, I'm going to be on the couch or in front of a TV or at a bar, whatever, doing something, drinking, oh, yeah. drinking booze and watching football pretty much all weekend. It's so. here, man. It's here. Dude, It's uh, sports are here. The NFL is back, which if you like sports and you don't like the NFL, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? It's the best sport out there. I saw, I saw uh, it somebody... rounds all the other. The fact that we have the NFL coinciding with, you know, you normally have the NFL going along with the, uh, uh, well, no, you don't. You don't. Just you don't have any of these other postseasons happening at the same time. Never. It's, no. it's a fucking unprecedented event. This is one of the best weekend in sports I can remember of all time. Yeah. I saw somebody say it uh, the, the other day. I can't remember where I heard it, but you know, the NFL is the best sport in, in, in America for so many different reasons. But the biggest is, is that you don't have the basketball where you're worried about Giannis leaving Milwaukee because it's not big enough of a market. That's right. not a thing in the NFL. Like, I mean, we look at Tredavious just signs in Buffalo. Right. Buffalo is not a big market. They're sure. second upstate. They play second fiddle to, to, you know, Manhattan and lower New York. And it, the parody is there. Anybody can be a contender. I mean, Kansas City is a powerhouse. If Kansas City was in the basketball franchise, nobody would give a shit. For sure. Well, guys. It's a good soccer team, though. <laughs> so I have. Uh, holy shit. Uh, I have some closing remarks. Number one. 
if you're in a fantasy football league right now and you're searching for a quarterback, I have a guy for you. He's on the waivers in almost every league, and he's a guy you should probably go pick up because I talked about him earlier. Jimmy Garoppolo plays exceptional against the Cardinals. We saw it last year. There isn't enough to change about the Cardinals defense that convinces me otherwise. If you're looking for a waiver wire pickup this week at quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo is your guy. Uh, Also on the waiver wires this year, if you have not gone out and gotten Robinson from the Jaguars, James Robinson, he is the definitive running back there and there's really no evidence out there that supports that anything's going to change there all of his competition is on ir so the jaguars are going to be terrible this year but if you're hungry for a running back he is available in a shitload of leagues any other closing thoughts guys Nope. Uh, I'm going to do some article on some DFS guys to stay away from their overvalued guys that are undervalued. Go after obviously James White, I think is super undervalued at like sure. 300. Yeah. Um, the guy you could flex or RB2 and get some value on the, on the flex spot. So look for that. That'll be coming out this weekend. Sunday morning article all about the money. That's right. Straight Vegas degenerate. It's back, baby. A lot, of, a lot of states have legalized gambling since last year. So if you're one of them, definitely follow our page. Uh, we're going to be giving a lot of advice on that. And we're one of these pages that we're not just going to post advice. We're going to post, obviously, our records. And so you can see exactly where we stand. Last year, spoiler alert, we all did fucking really well on our picks. There wasn't a single one of us that was below 500. And that is pretty rare. Uh, from all of Newman, anything? No, just uh, enjoy the games and uh, share share us with your buddy. Football is back, baby. OBJ. Hope you get a nice Cleveland steamer tonight, buddy. From all of us at the Sports Memory Podcast, uh, please like and follow us. And uh, we love you so much. Have a great night.